Welcome back to another week of Eye of the Storm, a Guelph Storm podcast with myself, Ryan Drury, the voice of the Guelph Storm on Rogers TV. Very pleased to be joined by another member of the squad who is unfortunately out with an injury right now, but we're all looking forward to having him back in the lineup for a hopefully deep playoff run. Michael Bushinger. Bush, how are you, man? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. I appreciate you joining me. Uh, I know, obviously, as I mentioned, you know, with the shoulder injury, you've had a bit of downtime, but uh, I, I know you were just saying before we jumped on here, you, you've been able to kind of get back in the gym and work out. I, I think everybody in Storm Nation is wondering how's the shoulder feeling and how is kind of going through the procedure and the recovery process so far? Yeah, it's going well. It's actually my thumb, so I'm actually pretty lucky. Um, I mean, it's, I'm still like able to do a lot of exercises. Um, I got a good program from St. Louis, which, which has been nice. Uh, so, I mean, I've been in the gym for about the last two weeks now, which has been good. And I'm just kind of coming back to skate. Um, so it's been good. I mean, I've been working and, you know, I'm just really itching to get back right now and, uh, you know, get back joining the, the boys plan. So. Well, when you've been out on the ice this year, you've had a fantastic year, 39 points in the 40 games you have played. You had a 67-point effort last year, and you were among the leaders in defensemen in terms of assists and power play points. Uh, you know, you're a veteran on the team now. I mean, how does that feel? Because it feels like we were watching your rookie season yesterday, and time's flown by. I mean, uh, how have you enjoyed kind of growing into a veteran from being just a young kid a couple years ago? Yeah, I mean, it's been amazing. I was talking to, to some of the guys on the team about that. And, like, I remember it like it was yesterday, too. I mean, I remember coming to the league and, and being a young guy and kind of looking up to the uh, the veteran players on, on the team at the time. And, uh, you know, being an older guy now, it's crazy. You know, it comes with a lot of responsibility. But, I mean, it just goes to show you how, you know, fun the OHL is and how awesome junior hockey is. And, you know, it's been a blast. I mean, I've made some great friendships. I've, I've been, you know, it's been, you know, awesome playing for the storm and like, it's a great organization, obviously. So, I mean, I'm really fortunate, but it's, it's crazy how fast it's all flown by. Take us back, you know, to obviously you mentioned St. Louis and we'll talk about that too, because of course you're a St. Louis blues prospect, but take us all the way back to draft day and finding out you were going to be coming to the Royal city. I, I remember when they drafted you, you know, me and Steve Fitzsimmons at the time, who was still calling the games, we were told that the biggest thing that stood out about you was your poise on the ice. And has that ever rung true? You never look like you're flustered out there. You're so calm. What was it like getting the call uh, and finding out that you were going to become a member of the Guelph Storm? Yeah, I mean, it was a really exciting time for myself and my family. Uh, I mean, you know, I was, wasn't the biggest guy. So at the time, you know, the OHL was, you know, uh, a league I really wanted to play in and, and something I'd looked forward to for many years. Uh, I mean, just finding out I was coming to Guelph was was really cool. And I heard a lot of good things about Guelph and, and you know, leading up to the draft, I talked to them a couple of times. So, I mean, getting my name called by, by Guelph was really cool. And then when I came here and kind of visited the city, you know, I was really impressed and the whole organization, how professional it is. And obviously how amazing the city is and the fan bases has been awesome. And, you know, more than what I could, could have dreamt for, for my junior hockey career. So it's been great. Well, you've delivered the fans a lot of great moments, and uh, we'll touch on some of those as well. But I want to go even further back. I, I know that you're uh, from the Markham area. What was it like growing up there, a great hockey hotbed? And I, I know you spent time playing for the Toronto Junior Canadians program, which is you know a very well-respected minor hockey program. Take us all the way back to when you were a little kid, kind of falling in love with the game. Who are some people that really stand out on your hockey journey getting here? 
Yeah, I mean, it's been a crazy journey, obviously. Every every kid has their own story. I started out, obviously, in Markham and just kind of played locally there. And, you know, my parents never really forced it on me. I mean, they they were awesome. You know, they they knew I enjoyed it, but they never, you know, pushed me too hard. And and when they saw that I was getting more into the game, they, you know, obviously helped me, you know, benefit my game through, you know, skills and, and uh, you know, practicing, like, outside of my team, obviously. But, I mean, it was great. I still remember those, you know, early mornings, like, 6 a.m. on a Saturday and, you know, both my parents waking up and, and driving me to uh to a little Timbix game in, in Markham. And, you know, those are the memories, you know, I think you really remember. And I mean, it's been a, a crazy journey and, you know, obviously there's been a lot of milestones and, you know, I'm really fortunate, but I think just kind of thinking back to those, you know, early days in Markham and, and on the Markham Waxers and with JRC, it's been, it's been a crazy ride, but I think I really owe a lot to my parents. I mean, they've, they've been and stuck with me, with you know through it all and they've supported me through everything I mean you know I've been cut from teams I've, I've made some nice teams I've made some big teams and I think um, it's been awesome just to kind of go through that with them and and I think they you know want all the best for me so I think those two people really stick out for me for sure. Uh, well said and uh, and I'm sure that they appreciate that and you know obviously you come to the OHL and y- you really you really didn't look out of place right from your first game. I, I'm sure you felt the nerves and everything like that. But to us up in the booth, I mean, you looked like you were a league veteran pretty much from day one. You've always been very smooth out there and very low panic threshold, I would say. And that all ultimately led up to a pretty big moment for you a couple of years ago, obviously. And that was getting drafted into the NHL. What was that experience like getting the call from the St. Louis Blues, a very well-respected organization, Third overall, 88th uh, in the draft, uh, in the third round, I should say. What was that experience like? I'm sure that that was a a pretty big phone call. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, you know, obviously a dream come true. I think I've, you know, dreamt about that that moment for for a lot of my career and my whole life. So I think uh, to 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 get the call and and to be named to uh, to the St. Louis Blues was, you know, obviously uh, a, a dream come true. And I think that whole year was a big process. I mean. Obviously, I missed my my original sixteen year old year to to COVID, so I think just jumping right into my first year, which was also my draft year, was uh, definitely a big deal. And I think um, you know I I didn't have much time to just kind of spend my time you know feeling things out, so it was really cool. And I was really fortunate to have some great coaches and some great teammates to kind of you know push me through it and and you know learn from them for from their experiences as well. But I think you know it was a crazy crazy year, a lot of phone calls, you know, lots of. Uh, you know, cool, cool interviews and stuff like that. And I think, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to to be named to St. Louis on draft day. So, I mean, it was a really cool experience at the draft in Montreal as well. So definitely some things I'll remember for the rest of my life. And then obviously, you know, they, they always say this, getting drafted is the first step. Um, there's a lot of work after that. And you put a lot of work in and that all culminated, of course, in in putting your name on an NHL contract, which is the next big step. What was that experience like putting that pen down on that paper? I'm sure, I'm sure you've never scribbled your name down faster. What was that like? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was amazing as well. And I think, um, you know, again, I think like you said, getting drafted is, is only the start. And I think obviously signings, you know, a very big deal. And I was, you know, really happy to to ink that contract, but I think uh, I just kind of made me realize that there's, you know, a lot of work after that as well. And I mean, it never really stops. I mean, you got to, there's there's so many steps before you even get to play your first game or even get a a sniff at professional hockey right so I mean I was it was awesome and I was really fortunate to spend it with some great people like my parents my family and and some of the teammates and and some of my friends back home but 
I think was um it was a it was a really cool exciting time but I think it just kind of made me realize that you know it's it's another step in in the journey it's a it's a long journey so I mean there's there's a lot of work ahead of me still but it was really cool I'm sure it was. And, you know, it was about a month ago, I want to say, that uh, Blues general manager Doug Armstrong was up in the box and he was seated not very far from us. I managed to have a brief conversation with him. And, of course, you came up and I asked him, you know, if if there was one word that you could use to describe Michael, what would it be? And he said precise. His game is very precise. I'll actually read you one of your draft reports heading into that draft. Bushinger does not just support the play and he's never caught pinching. He can deke defenders and attack the middle and set his teammates up after beating one defender. He can pass and get into space on the power play. The additional structure sees the passing and activation focused Bushinger thrive. What do you think of that draft report? I think it sounds pretty accurate. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's definitely a nice compliment, but uh, I mean, I just try and play my game and, you know, I think, uh, I have a pretty good idea of, of who I am as a player and, and what I bring. So I think uh, I just try to play my, to my strengths every night and, you know, improve the, the areas I need improving. And I think there's always those areas that I need to work on too. So I think it's, it's, um you know, definitely a nice compliment coming from a guy like uh, Doug Armstrong or, or, you know, quotes like that, but I think it's cool. And, you know, obviously every player has their own style of game as well. So I just try and play to my strengths, but well, and, and I, you know, I know it's a different journey for every player kind of finding out what that is and being comfortable in your skin out there on the ice. And I mean, I, I liked his word that he used as well, very precise. And, and that's the way you've always struck us. You seem very confident in the way you play. And so I wonder like along your journey, when you were younger, you know, kind of taking bits and pieces from different people, your coaches, obviously things like that. Were there guys maybe in the NHL or even maybe guys you played with that you looked at and thought, man, I'd really like to play like that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've grown up just, I've always watched, you know, NHL games and, and OHL games as well. So I've watched guys like Vince Dunn my whole life and Chris Letang and, and, you know, these guys I try and model my game after, and obviously they're, they're very, very successful at the next level. So I think it's, it's good to watch those guys who I try and model my game after. And I was fortunate enough to play on a really strong team in minor hockey and I had a lot of teammates who, who were very strong players. So I kind of always try and try to watch guys around me, stuff I like from, from certain guys games. And, and, you know, there's always, you know, guys around you who are really good at one thing and then another guys are really good at another thing. So just kind of, soak trying to soak in all their their different talents and and trying to implement it into your own game obviously and knowing who you are and, and how you can use that for yourself to, to to be a threat out there on the ice but I think obviously watching hockey is very important and very crucial so I mean just just kind of watching like I said Latang and, and done at the next level has been very important for me as well I think those are great role models for you man I mean you, you definitely I can see that I can see why that makes sense for sure Let's talk a bit about the season so far. Obviously, you know, I know you're injured right now and, and you can't wait to get back on the ice, but you've been part of some pretty significant moments. And uh, it, it was really, you know, a, an exclamation mark moment for you. I think uh, the, the teddy bear toss goal, everybody wants to score that one and you're the one to do it this year. And uh, it was a lot of fun to see that moment. What was it like scoring that goal? It's one people are going to remember and I'm sure you and your family will for a long time. Yeah, it was an awesome goal. It's always an exciting time to 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 play in and an exciting game to play in, obviously. But, but I think to get that goal is you know important for me. And I think 
it was kind of around that time where I just gotten cut from the world junior team. So I think uh, that little bit of confidence was really important for me. And I think scoring that goal, you know, meant a lot more than just the the bears flying out as well. So I think it was, uh, it's a cool moment for me and my family. And uh, I, you know, I was lucky that I was on the ice with uh, Jake who made a nice play there, but I mean, it was, uh, you know, it was a, an exciting moment for me. Yeah, it was exciting for us too. I don't know if you could tell we were excited upstairs. It was uh, it was a fun one yep. to call for sure. Um, you know, you mentioned obviously Hockey Canada and and going to World Junior Camp. I know you're disappointed not to make the team and everything, but that experience had to be pretty cool. And I'm sure that when eventually you, you walked away and got over the disappointment of not being picked, I'm sure that it settled in as a pretty cool moment to be one of the very few people that get invited to that thing. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, obviously another dream come true. And I mean, obviously it was very disappointing to be to be cut from that team. But like like every year, Canada is always a very talented, you know, group. And there's always a lot of really good players and it's always a pretty deep squad. So I think just to, to get the nod to go to camp was, a, you know, a really cool experience. And to play with some of the uh, the best players from Canada and, and uh, you know, see some, you know, household names who will, I'm sure, play in the NHL in the coming years is was a really cool experience. And I think just kind of learning from that and learning what I need to do better moving forward was, you know, it meant a lot to me and just, uh, you know, thinking back to it, I think obviously, like you said, it was disappointing at first, but just, just kind of remembering that, um, you know, I was a, one of the few names to be named to that camp is, is, you know, exciting in itself. So. Absolutely. I, yeah, I thought it was a tremendous honor for you to go and we were all cheering for you, obviously, but Hey, you're, you're going to have a lot of big moments ahead of you in your career. I'm, I'm definitely sure of that. Let's talk a little Thank bit you. about your team this year. You know, I've had a bunch of your teammates on already. We're, we're deep into the show and everybody says the same thing to me, man. The group's so special this year. The group's so special. The guys are so tight. I mean, I walk by you guys all the time in the rink and everything. And I bump into you up in the booth now. Like you guys are real tight. Even the, you know, the guys that are maybe injured or scratched, you guys are all hanging out upstairs. Like it seems like you guys all can't get enough of each other. It's got to feel pretty darn special. What's the room like? Yeah, it's a tremendous group. I think uh, we're a very tight, very tight team. Um, you know, and I think what's what's made us so tight is we've we've faced adversity before, and and I think we've had a a really strong core group. Uh, you know, from my rookie year, and I think just adding more and more guys who just seem to fit right in, like with our with our original group, is is really important. And I, you know, I think some of these guys are my best friends who'll be friends with for the rest of my life. So I think it's. It's, you know, it makes coming to the rink every day, maybe during a losing streak or, you know, if you have a bad game, it, it makes it pretty easy to, to you know, look around and, and you know, play for one another. And I think, um, you know, obviously hockey is a team sport, right? So I think it just helps that much more when when you can rely on your your teammates and your brothers to, to go to battle every night. But I mean, just, you know, it's always fun coming to the rink every day and, you know, playing sewer ball or you know, going to the gym together or playing a game together or grabbing dinner that night after practice. It's, it's always a blast hanging out with the guys. So I think it's, um, it's really important and I'm really fortunate to have the teammates I do. Yeah, it sure. It certainly shows you guys look like you're having a lot of fun together all the time. And I wonder what it's like for you two specifically on the decor. I mean, there's a couple pretty impressive young rookies on your team this year on the back end. Quinbo Shane, who just continues, he, he seems to get better and better every game. Ryland Singh, same thing. Gold medal this year at the under-17s. Uh, I wonder what it's been like for you, because I'm sure they turn to you now as kind of a guy to learn from. 
what that transition's been like and what that experience is like for you. Because when you came in, of course, you know, Daniil Chaco was around and Luca Profaco was around. Like you had great veterans to lean on. Now you're that guy to the next generation. What's that relationship like? Yeah, I mean, it's really special. And and like you said, you know, being an older guy in the league now, I think it's a responsibility. And I think it's, you know, really cool position to be in as well. And, you know, I remember coming in the, into the league and, and uh, meeting guys like Shakes and and Fax, you know, they're they're great guys, you know, great people, but also really talented hockey players as well. So to come in to the league and, and kind of, you know, for them to show you the reins and show you how it's done is is really important. And I think it's a really important thing to have a, a veteran player that you can trust and rely on and watch and learn from. And I think I learned so much from from those two guys and, and even my partner who was a rookie at the time, Alan, as well. I think it's it's really important to to have a guy near you who can push you and then guys you can look up to as well. So I think, I mean, I'm really fortunate for the, for the uh, kind of spot I was put in at a, as a rookie, but I think being an older guy now, obviously we have a talented group of young guys and, and Quinter and uh, Singer on the back end are obviously very talented as well. And I'm just trying to be a, a mentor and a veteran to them as well. And, you know, I, I can see them getting better every day. And I mean, it's almost like cool to see as a veteran to, to watch your rookies get better and better and, I think obviously they're going to have a talented future. So I think it's uh, it's really special for me. Well, I know those two guys just talking with them. And I saw quite a bit of Quinn, obviously, when he was out with his injury, just talking about the influence that you've had on them. So I think that that's, that's very special. And obviously you you take it really seriously being a mentor to those guys. And, and I think that that's an admirable trait and definitely a leadership trait that's going to make your NHL team very happy someday, if it's not already. I wonder a little bit uh, as well, just about, you know, I've asked all your teammates this, you know, what kind of equipment you prefer, what kind of skates are you rocking with? And are you very particular about your equipment? Because I've had some of your teammates say they don't care. They'll just throw it on. And I I've had Tommy Budnick admitted to me that he might be the worst guy in the league. He said he's so particular with his equipment. Are you like that? And what kind of skates and stick are you using? No, I wouldn't say I'm like particularly, you know, uh, superstitious or anything about my, my equipment or what I put on first or anything like that. But uh, I pretty much wear like all CCM stuff. I got CCM skates, uh, CCM stick. I actually, my whole, my whole equipment from head to toe is actually CCM. So I think, uh, it's a, you know, it's a, a great, uh, company. And I think I've just kind of stuck with it for most of my career and I'm, I'm pretty used to it. Like I just kind of get the same skates and sticks every year. Now I just kind of have my specs down. So I, I was, particularly particular with my sticks like uh when I was just kind of trying to find out like what I like most but I think now I just kind of know what I like and I you know I can just kind of play in and uh and whatever I'm not too uh too worried about what my equipment's doing or if there's a malfunction or anything like that and we've got a good equipment manager who can take care of that so you don't have to so I think I'm I'm not crazy about my stuff or anything like that but yeah okay so you're not you're not doing the yarm or yaga routine where you're sanding your sticks uh, for an hour yeah no no uh, that's not me no no that's that's no. probably a good habit to not have you know it seemed to I work so. for him but yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly but, uh, what, what stick flex and what kind of curve are you rocking with i'm using a 75 flex right now and my curves like kind of it's kind of like a custom it's like a p90 so it's kind of uh okay. a little flatter but it's got a little bit of a, a toe hook as well so I like it for like slap shots and stuff like that, but okay. Yeah. yeah a little bit of the Stamco yeah. setup. I, I like that. Okay. Yeah, uh, that makes exactly. sense. 
you know, that's one thing offensively that certainly always stood out to me right from the first time I saw you, the first goal you scored, every goal you've scored, you got a big boom and slap shot. And that's a nice thing for a defenseman to have. I'm sure that it started sticking out a little bit when you were younger and you maybe started noticing yours had a little more power behind it than maybe some other kids you were growing up with. When did you start realizing, Hey, maybe my shot, you know, looks a little different than the other kids. Yeah, actually. Well, I mean, I always thought I was always kind of a small kid growing up. So my shot was never uh, a part of my game that I really kind of thrived in. And uh, I think obviously, like you said, for a defenseman to have a good shot is, is really crucial from the point and, and it can result in a lot of goals and especially at the next level. So I think, it's something I've really had to kind of work towards and work on. And I think uh, I've struggled in the past about kind of, you know, getting my shot off and, and the strength of my shot. So I think coming into the OHL is my focus to to really kind of get a shot going and, and you know, put some weight behind it as well. So I think I, I kind of honestly found my shot last year, I would say, and I was able to get, you know, some my my one-timer better and some slap shots from the point. But um, I think it's been important for for my game and, and how my game's kind of progressed and developed to, to get my shot down and I think it still has a ways to go but I mean it's getting better and it's improving which is which is always nice to see but I think um yeah I mean it's it's been something I've had to work on you know a lot over my career well the work is showing because you know the the Guelph fans are always excited about a bushy bomb here and there it's uh it's always uh an exciting part of the game and we're looking forward to seeing a few more of those when you get back healthy I'm curious about this as well. I don't know if you've watched any of these, like some of your teammates have, but this has been a, an ongoing debate amongst your teammates, the the NHL supremacy. I've heard that you think you're pretty good. I've heard some of your teammates tell me you are pretty good, but that Bonesy and Ryan McGuire are the best. Can you confirm that? And where would you put yourself among the latter? Yeah, I mean, I would, I would agree that Bonesy and Migsy are probably the the top two dogs. I mean, okay, I I'm not a I'm not a huge NHL player, but I will say on a couple bus trips up to the Sioux, I have beaten Migsy a few times, and he's not too <laughs> happy about it. So I wouldn't say I'm the best NHL player, but I mean, I like to think I can I can take down Migsy and Bonesy once in a while. But I mean, they're definitely they're definitely better players than me. I'm I would say I'm pretty low on the totem pole on the team. For, for NHL players, but once in a while, I'll get lucky. Okay. Yeah. I like the humbleness. And, and I will say that Ryan McGuire did not admit that to me when I had him on. So I'm going to have to have yeah, a chat likes, with him when I, he yeah. likes to think he's a man, but yeah, he lacks, he lacks some skill in the game for sure. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to have to have a chat with him when I see him on the weekend. Yeah, Very yeah. good. When you're on those bus trips, I mean, obviously, you know, you jump on the console every now and again. I know you guys play a lot of cards, hang out. Are you a big movie or show guy when you're on the road at all? Is there anything that you're you're watching right now that you like? Big Netflix guy. What what are you throwing on TV? Yeah, usually on bus trips, I'm just kind of I'll play cards, just kind of listen to music. But um, every now and again, I'll I'll get into a TV show. Like right now, I'm just kind of watching uh, Trailer Park Boys for the first time. It's pretty funny show but i'm more of a movie guy i would say me and my dad like to watch some you know good older movies that uh you know i kind of really like but i would say uh yeah every now and then i'll get into a a good tv show but um you know i've watched some good ones in the past but trailer park boys is the uh the funny one i'm on right now but yeah uh trailer park boys is a classic i grew up with that and uh, if you ever have a chance to see them live definitely go funny. it's it's okay. a great okay. 
It's a great show. Let's just say there's a lot of things being passed around. There's some substances. It's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they know what they're doing. They play to their crowd. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned music. Obviously I've talked to your teammates about this. It's, it seems like a hard consensus country room that you guys are, are rolling with here. Are you a big country nut? Is that kind of the thing that you're going to roll with most of the time? I like country, but I wouldn't say it's like my favorite genre of music. I'm more of kind of like a, a, a rock guy that my dad's kind of got me into that when I was growing up, but I used to be, when I was younger, I really liked rap and then kind of got out of that. I would say rock's my favorite. And then I would say probably country be my second favorite right now, but that's kind of where I'm at right now. Okay. Well, Bushy, I, I got to put you on the spot here then because you're changing it up for me a little bit. I, pretty All much right. every guy I get on here, little country, Jake Carabell admitted to me that he's a Swifty, which I'm, okay. a, I am too. I, I like, I like Taylor, yeah. but okay. you're, you're throwing me a different genre here. Throw out some of your favorite classic rock groups. Uh, I really like Led Zeppelin. Um, I like the Eagles. Uh, I'm trying to think here. I'm drawing a blank, but Pink Floyd, I really like as well. So it's just kind of all stuff my dad used to listen to and, and I uh, kind of hear him playing it once in a while because he's a, he can play the guitar. He's a guitar teacher. So I think I've just kind of grown up listening to that kind of stuff. So he's kind of really put me on. But uh, I, I didn't appreciate it back in the day, but I get it now. And I like that music. So I hear you, man. I, I had a similar upbringing. And uh, boy, your dad's a guitar teacher. Hey, the Bushinger family, mighty talented people here. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I I grew up on all that stuff. ACDC, Def Leppard, Guns N' Roses. Yep, it's uh, I'm happy. We, we've got a bit of a connection here. I, I can't sure, quite yeah. get myself into the country vein. I don't mind it, but I'm more of a rock and metal guy myself. So yeah, that's yeah. good. On that note, then, I wonder, uh, and I've asked all your teammates to do this too, if you could pick a custom goal song. Like, what are we rolling with? Custom goal song is tough. I don't really know like many songs that would go well with that vibe. Like I'm trying to think because I listen to more like chill rock music. So, I mean, it's kind of tough for me to think about that one. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an answer for you on that one. Maybe some rock and roll by Led Zeppelin. Oh, I like that one. I like that one. Yeah. 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 Good call. Good call. Pick that into the chorus right after a big slap shot. I, I think that that fits just fine at the Sleeman center. I can see that. I can see that going down well. Yeah, it'll yeah. play well in St. Louis too. I, I think that. Uh, I think. I think that's something you should consider. Uh, all right, and I want to ask you as well. Um, you know, you, you mentioned your parents, and obviously, uh, I learned this last year when they had the special jersey night for it, and I'm sure they're doing it again. Um, uh, I know that you have uh, a very deep rooted in Indigenous uh history in, in your family and indigenous roots and i know that that's really really important to you and your family uh tell us a little bit about what that's like and and how important that is as as part of your identity my, my best friend who also funnily enough plays guitar is indigenous and it's a super big part of who he is and he celebrates it and i'm sure it's the same for you michael yeah i think obviously it's a it's a big part of who i am and just kind of everything that I've learned about the culture is, you know, it, it's really neat to me. And it's, uh, you know, a really cool part of, of who I am and who my family is. And I mean, my grandmother grew up on a reserve and, and 
uh, lived on it and until she passed away recently. But I think it was, you know, really cool to kind of see the the different celebrations they have. And, and uh, you know, my mom obviously being Indigenous too has really taught me a lot about the culture. So I think just kind of seeing my family and 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 how much it means to them and, and the culture itself and and just learning about you know the the struggles and and you know the issues right now and and obviously but the the positives that that go with it so i think it's it's a really big part of who i am and i feel very strongly and passionate about it so i think it's you know i'm really proud to be indigenous and i think it's uh, a pretty cool and unique thing as well about me so i mean it, it means a lot to me and my family like i said so it's it's uh, definitely something i'm proud of as you should be, my friend. As you should be. Very well said. I'll uh, I'll leave you with this. I've asked all your teammates to do this as well. Uh, I've been asking everybody to put themselves in a dream starting lineup. So being on defense, obviously, I want you to throw me yourself out there with a defense partner, a goalie, and three forwards. Could be anybody. It doesn't have to be NHL, guys. But you're going to pick a dream starting lineup with yourself on left D there. Who's going out on the ice with you? Yeah, so I guess in between the pipes, I'll go prime Carey Price. I think that guy was kind of unstoppable. I'll go D yep. partner. I'll go Kale McCarr. Um, up front, I'll go Crosby on left wing. I'll go – I got to go Gretzky down the middle. And then I'm going to go – I'm going to go Lemieux on the right wing. That's a lot kind of, of skill. I like that. All, all centermen, all centermen up front. We'll see how they do. Lots of face-off wins, hopefully. Well, can't we have to do that at the Olympics all the time? It'll work out fine exactly. for you, Bush. Exactly. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. I love it. Kale McCarr, popular answer too. He's he's in like eighty percent of these teams. It's uh, yeah, he, he can, must be he doing something right. Must be. He can definitely play the game decently. So, uh, well, I would say the same thing about you, my friend. And you're a good kid off the ice too. I really appreciate you doing this, Bush. Best of luck with your health. Can't wait to see you back in the lineup soon. And I really, really appreciate this, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody. Remember, you can find this podcast on all your favorite podcast apps and on the Guelph Storm website as well across all their socials too. And hey, you want to come down to the Sleeman Center, catch a bushy bomb live in action and see Michael Bushinger and his teammates live. You can do so by getting tickets on the Guelph Storm website or at the box office at the Sleeman Center. That's it this week. We'll be back next week with more Eye of the Storm.